to Align and Hustle. I'm your host, Kathy Spence, photographer, entrepreneur, and brand strategist. Each week, I will bring you inspiring conversations that will help you expand your mind, align with your purpose, and take action towards creating a life you love. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to Align and Hustle. What a week it has been. I want to thank everyone for tuning in for all your kind words, your reviews, DMs, messages, emails. I'm so blown away by all of your positive comments and encouragement. The podcast has been live for a week now and I've been receiving these beautiful messages from so many of you and I am beyond thrilled that you love the content so far and I am excited to bring you more. This week, I'm so excited. We are going to go a little bit deeper into mindset beliefs. My guest is Makosi, the founder of The Royal Shaman. She is an executive coach and an authentic African shaman. Now, this conversation is so interesting because we are bringing in a little bit of the spiritual, a little bit about energy manifestation. It's really an interesting episode and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. So without further ado, here is my interview with Makosi, the Royal Shaman. So here we are. Um, I would like to welcome Makosi to the podcast today. Makosi, I'm I did do a little bit of an intro, or I will do a little bit of an intro to give the list, our listeners a little bit more of a background on you, but I just wanted you to maybe start with who you are, what you do, and uh, we'll go from there. Sounds good. Um, I'm Makosi, also known as the Royal Shaman. I work primarily with conscious visionaries, so um, elite business leaders who have Um, big hearts and big desires to make an impact in the world. And I help them to master their mindset, mindfulness, and metaphysics. And we use that to essentially create limitless abundance and unreal freedom in their lives. So that's what I'm bringing today. And we're going to have lots of fun talking about it. Okay, this is so in, like I'm like I'm so excited. I'm sweating. I'm because there's so many questions I have for you and so much that I want to speak with you about. Um, but the first thing you mentioned that you are your title, your brand is the Royal Shaman. Now, I I have to be honest here. When my spiritual spiritual journey was unfolding, I came across. Um, a podcast and they were speaking about shamanism and cosmic beings and raised in a European household in a Christian religion, I completely shut down. All these, all these fears came up for me. And at first I thought, you know, I'm just letting this, I'm just going to let this go. But then I realized I really needed to learn more about this and, and grow in this area And so I did a lot more investigating and a lot more learning. And I've come to realize what I believed a shaman to be is not what it is at all. So I would like you to speak more about that and how this whole journey unraveled for you. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely relate to um, my upbringing. I grew up in a Christian household. Um, here in the West and my journey to even becoming a shaman is, you know, is just 
very weird. And, um, <laughs> I wouldn't, <laughs> it was not an intentional, um, way of being for me. And I wasn't born into it either, but things did unfold. And I just kind of, I just followed, followed my curiosity, followed my intuition and things unfolded to where I am now. Um, but I will say that just in general, shamanism has not been painted in the best light. Um, I've posted on social media a few times, just laughing at how ridiculous some of the images are that are mm-hmm. put out there of, of the shaman being, well, typically we're old and ugly. <laughs> well, and living in Peru with these big, um, like in the mountains and you only come out to heal and then you, you kind of scurry back where you came from. Like it's yeah. just like very mystical and yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do that on some level. So I do kind of have, I keep to myself on, in some ways, um, and have my, my time, my husband calls it like me going into my dungeon, but it's just our bedroom. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so, I mean, I kind of live outside of the norm, but I live in, like, I'm right out, right outside of DC. So I live in the city. I interact with people. Um, and you're gorgeous. Well, thank you. Um, but I don't, I mean, even of course I do wear a few things that would indicate to someone that I am mystical of, of some sort, you know, my beads and things like that and skins. Um, but they are not even so noticeable that people would be like, Oh, that's a shaman because I'm definitely outside um, of what most people would think a shaman is for sure. <laughs> so we have a lot of similarities. We both have science backgrounds kind of ditched the medical trail and worked in corporate for a bit. And I decided I was going to follow my passion of photography and you went the spiritual way. So you didn't grow up thinking one day I'm going to be a shaman. No, no, for sure not. (laughs) No, my plan was I was going to be a doctor. That was, that was my plan. And it was only that because, um, growing up my, my background, I, my mom was a single mom mm-hmm. and she was a teen mom at that. So she was single and a teen mom and I'm kind of rebellious. So I thought, you know, all of the statistics were against me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was me against the statistics. And it's I'm kind like, of like, tell me I can't do it. I have the same. Yeah. 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 Let so me I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to show you and yeah. I'm, you know, super intelligent and I can pick up all of this stuff. And so I'm going to show you like, what is, what's better than becoming a doctor. Right. And I was like, I'm, I'm not even going to be a family doctor. I'm going to go into some hardcore specialty, not because it was what I was desiring, but because, you know, that little rebellious streak in me. So when I recognized that that's actually what was happening, um, I was able to let go of the idea of med school, even though that didn't really happen until my senior year (laughs) of college. But that's okay. You're (laughs) well-rounded. I am. And now um, I, I can utilize what I learned from my science background and apply it in spirituality. So I feel like one of my gifts and the reason why I end up working so well with entrepreneurs um, is that I bring 
the mechanics of energy, science, and then also my background in business and make spirituality very practical for any and everyone to use. You don't have to be a shaman to use shamanic uh, principles in your business, in your life, in your way of being. So can I ask, like, what does a shaman do? What, what, why, would, why would someone seek out a shaman? So there's different kinds of shaman, but the one word that really just kind of summarizes what a shaman is, is bridge. So a shaman is someone who bridges the non-physical realm with the physical realm or the individual with the collective, the spiritual with the practical. And we kind of exist in this space that is essentially outside of what the norm is in order to be able to um, facilitate expansion for everyone. And so that can look like, um, I mean, the most common types of shamans are working in healing mainly on a um, using plant medicine, certain rituals, et cetera. But there are different types of shaman, even within um, various cultures. And we have different titles. So I use the Royal Shaman, which um, Makosi, my title, uh, that's essentially what it means if you were to translate it um, into English. It's a Zulu word. But um, we have... In various cultures, we each have our own word that means shaman or medicine man or woman or holy person. Um, So in the Zulu tradition where I initiated, I'm technically a Sangoma, but I use the word shaman because no one here knows what Sangoma means. (laughs) Well, not a lot of people know what shaman means either. (laughs) Yes, there's that issue too. And so it's just like, you know. I just so roll I, with it. <laughs> I think I introduced you then incorrectly. So Makosi is your title. So yeah, so it's proper for us once we've initiated that you call us by our title. So it would just be like if you had like Dr. Hyman on, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to use doctor. Okay. And so we, we just go by Makosi. Um, we have other titles as well. So you could call me Gogo, which means grandmother, um, or Mkulu, which means grandfather you would use that typically for a male Sangoma. In my work, I help businesses or um, entrepreneurs in business, small business owners, find their uniqueness against competitors or what makes them unique in business and build a brand around that and help them with visual branding. But in your role, you bring the spiritual level and help people get to the root of what makes them unique spiritually and what they were brought here to do or what they were brought here to be. Mm -hmm. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, So we have this understanding and I'm going to bring in a little science here um, because even science tells us right now, they've calculated that there was about a one in four trillion chance that you would be born meaning you with your characteristics, the way that you look, the way that you speak, the things that you love, that unique combination of qualities. There was a one in four trillion chance that you would exist. 
So we have this understanding that each one of us has purpose Mm -hmm. and we've also view purpose differently than how um, our society brought us up. So our society tells us that purpose is like a goal that you want to uh, find your purpose, but purpose in my perspective is actually the unique being that you came to be and that you are purpose in each and every moment. So you're really what I do is help people to decondition aspects of themselves that they accumulated over the years based off of who they thought they had to be, what their parents expected, what society demanded of them, etc. Peel those layers back and allow them to step fully into being their authentic self, that version of themselves that came to be an expression in this world, and then bring that into their business. And then once they do that, everything just is so much, there's so much more ease and flow and freedom that happens because you're working from um, the place of my business is an expression of who I am, not um, from the outside in. In order to be successful, I have to build it with these strategies and fit myself into the business instead of letting it just be an expression of who you are. So give me an example of that a little bit more. Like, so for me, when I, I deal with my clients and I consult with my clients, we do a whole clarity exercise of, you know, what, um, what is the meaning? How, why did you start? What's your, um, what's your mission, things like that, but you're taking it even further. How does one unpack that for themselves? How does one say, Oh, because if I look at myself, for instance, I know what drives me, but maybe there are some things that might be holding me back that I don't even know exist. That's what you're saying as well. Correct. Absolutely. Um, I like to do it in real time because um, on a, spiritual or an energetic level, we are experiencing things in our reality that are communicating things about ourselves to ourselves. It's just learning. Would those be like triggers? Yes. Okay. So triggers would be one, um, areas where you're uncomfortable, um, you know, repeated cycles, things that are not desirable for you that, that keep happening, right? Mm. Um, those can also signal some communication or synchronicities and serendipitous type of things or repeated messages that you keep getting. So there's this constant communication that's coming in. So let's just say someone has a repetitive thing that's happening in their life. Like for instance, they, um, they're in business, but they can't manage their money or something. And the same things keep showing up. Like they're always just getting by just, or even in a relationship, they seem to always be attracting the same type of partner or, um, so what does that, what does that signal? Mm -hmm. So the way that we would kind of view this is there's multiple aspects of a human being and there is the spiritual aspect or the soul or the higher self which is the part of you that is so deep. It's the part of you that actually is even hearing your thoughts. It's the part of you that 
is um, very difficult to put a label on. Then there's another aspect of you that is your identity. So for me, that would be Makosi and the experiences that I've had, my mother, my, my child, this, you know, my family, all of those things. And then from that identity, I'm having certain thoughts and I'm behaving in a certain way. And I have certain beliefs about the world. I, I have a certain lens that I'm experiencing reality from that's only from this, this identity, this version. So this soul aspect is the one who will bring triggers, events, etc., to present a blockage or a signal to the identity saying, hey, you are operating from a place, you have an identity that is not in alignment with who we are on a deeper level. So if we're using the example of someone who um, is struggling to keep money, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's typically coming from someone who has an identity of I'm broke. They see themselves as I'm broke. I can't hold on to money. So then it becomes this kind of self-fulfilling prophecy where I have this identity of brokenness or lack or scarcity, and then I behave in certain ways. So this is the energy that I'm bringing out into the world that then is creating certain experiences that just reaffirm that, yep, I'm right. Because our, our ego or the identity part of us is constantly looking for evidence that it is right. So it's a survival mechanism of being a human. So if I believe that I'm broke, <laughs> I'm going to just keep manifesting events in my life that prove to me that I am broke. So the way that we would shift out of that is now we have to choose a new identity for you and then energetically step into being that version of yourself with all of the more aligned behaviors, all of the more aligned thoughts and ways of seeing the world, evidence, et cetera, that kind of create this new identity for you. So is that your higher self telling you that you were made you are meant for something different and that's why these things keep repeating or it's your identity is stuck there and these things keep repeating. Or I guess my question is, is your higher self trying to tell you that you're supposed to break through and come through differently? Yes. Anytime that you're becoming aware of something, Mm -hmm. if we understand that the mind only perceives about 1% of reality, at any given moment. And that's max. So if you become aware of something to us, we automatically are like, okay, what does that mean? There has to be a meaning to it in order for you to even notice it. So there are people who um, are operating from a place of brokenness, but they never have the realization that there's actually a pattern there. Okay. So if you are becoming aware of a pattern, that is your higher self giving you the realization that, Hey, we have this aspect of us, of our, of our identity that is not serving us. We're ready to expand to the next level. We're ready to go bigger. We're ready to have more impact. We're ready to have more ease and a different experience. So we need you to let go of 
whatever that, that old, um, that old identity that isn't serving us anymore. So it's, it's both and right. So there's an identity that keeps attracting this, but you having the realization by itself signals something it's signaling to you that there's an opportunity there if you want to take it. Cause it's always, there's always free will there. You don't mm-hmm. have to, you can mm-hmm. stay in that if you want. <laughs> well, so is that why so many, let's just, this is another example where so many women maybe who are in an abusive relationship don't leave the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um, it's really even an, on a deeper level than that because we're always making a choice of how we're perceiving things. It's just that we're not always conscious that we're making the choice. So they're not necessarily even aware that I'm choosing to ignore these red flags or I'm choosing to um, ignore blank because sometimes they literally can't see it. If you're only seeing 1% (laughs) of the reality, Mm -hmm. then there's a lot that you're not seeing that's happening because your mind is only going to bring in the things that just reaffirms what it thinks about itself. So, so that's why it's an, a personal journey. So is this an energy or is this a spiritual thing or is that the same thing? Yeah. I mean, to me, there's not, there's not any separateness to that. It's an energetic, it's an energetic thing. Um, I know when we use the word spiritual, um, people like to put beliefs there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it's just your beliefs. Um, but I actually see it as a much deeper, um, aspect. And to me, it's a more energetic, um, a more energetic thing, but that's a more, sh- that's a more shamanic way of, um, perceiving things. Okay. So let me ask you about, So nowadays, everyone's talking about manifesting your best life, manifesting this, manifesting that. So what does manifesting mean to you? Oh, that's a good question. So manifesting to me is more about um, energetic alignment. And this happens on many levels, but manifesting is happening all the time. Like that, that's always happening. Energy is always moving. It's always coming and going. And manifesting is just a more, or the way that people present it, it's a more conscious um, effort to attract in the desired experience um, that you want to have. But I do have a, I have a different way of, perceiving and going about manifestation even because um, a lot of what people focus on is from the mind or the emotion. So Mm -hmm. what we think and what we feel, I'm going to just manifest from there. Mm -hmm. But if you do that without actually going to the deeper level of who am I being? Who am I really meant to be? Am I being my authentic self? You can manifest all day long and you will still not be fulfilled. So that's usually where, um, <laughs> where I meet people as they're trying to get to some level of quote unquote success, mm-hmm. but aren't 
satisfied with it and aren't, aren't, aren't fulfilled and joyous and happy and, and loving. It's always about, okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? Okay, and what's I find next? That, I find that a lot with a lot of people that I work with or know because they're high achievers. And my husband's one <laughs> where we can never, it's like, we don't stop. It's just next thing, next thing, next thing. Mm-hmm. But where, so where does that come in? Where does it, I guess my question is how do you teach people how to manifest, not really manifest, but attract to them their best way of being then? Um, not even that you start with the being first and then it naturally attracts in. So but how do you be? So it's cause I've heard this before where you have to be a certain way. So if you want um, certain success, you need to be consistent or you need to be focused or you need to be this, right? Mm-hmm. So every it's, so you need to embody those attributes. Yes. And walk that way. And then energetically it opens opportunity up to you is that how I'm absolutely okay yes so who you're being permeates every aspect of your life it is not a um we we like to think of things as being very compartmentalized like oh I'm going to show up as professional here but then at home I'm a slob energetically it doesn't work people can see it Mm. even if they don't recognize that, that that's what they're seeing we know when we've met someone who is excellent. We know someone who we, we all have someone that will pop in our mind and we're like, this person embodies this aspect of life that I want to experience. They is are it, it. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I just Go love ahead. This. <laughs> but so is that, so what you're saying in a way is how you are in one aspect of your life it perpetuates through all aspects of your life. And then therefore you embody in the whole, what it is, your uniqueness. Is that right? Am I right? Absolutely. Am I on it? Okay. You are on it. Yes. Um, How you are in one thing is how you are in everything. So whenever I'm taking someone through this process of examining who they're being, and if they want to take on a new identity, that's more aligned with, um, what they'd like to experience. Let's use a very concrete example here. Yes, let's. Okay. That way we can make this like really tangible and it'll be really make sense. I'm like, am I getting too like um, out there? So we, yes. Let's. Yes, we're going to take, we're going to take it out from there and we're going to make it like really concrete. Okay. So let's say that you have um, a desire to make a million dollars a year. Okay. Okay. Because let, let, that's just like a common one. Let's, we want to make a million dollars a year. Um, and as women, we tend to want to make a million dollars a year in order to, so that we can send our kids to the best college, take care of our aging parents, um, support various charities. Because as women, that's how we operate, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> just in general. It's never um, for us. Do you notice that? It's never yeah. for us. It's always yeah. so that we can do something for someone else. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a very, a, a very different thing. Men, it's definitely for them, but yep. for women, we tend to want to spread it and, and share that abundance. And that is a very natural feminine um, energy trait. Mm-hmm. So if we read a bunch of books by um, 
Tony Robbins and Grant Cardone mm-hmm. and all of the others that, you know, are just like the epitome of success. Mm-hmm. And they tell you, okay, in order to be, you know, this millionaire, you have to have all of these traits. Well, yes, it could work. But for most women, they're, they're coming from a place of masculine energy to begin with. Mm. So these are characteristics that sure you can be that, but you're probably going to be burned out and unfulfilled in the process and not even enjoy it once you get there. Mm-hmm. So you can try on that identity and it will probably get you the results, but there also is a way that you can put on a different identity, which is maybe more in alignment with you as a woman. And then manifest that level of success, but it's going to look different. It's going to require different characteristics. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So where does one begin then with this? If you know that things are not aligned for you? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many different places that you can start so many different um, tools, journaling, etc. But I actually like to start with people and just, just getting into the, the mode of imagination. Examining what is possible, actually. Like, what is actually possible? Because so many times we hold these beliefs that things have to look a certain way. That, that if I want to have this level of success, I have to work 60 hours a week. Or I can only do it um, as a CEO, not as an entrepreneur. Or um, it's only realistic for me to make six figures because this small percentage of entrepreneurs make over six figures. Mm -hmm. And really starting to um, dismantle some some of those things and ask yourself what it is that you actually desire. What is it that your soul really desires? Or did it come from somewhere else? Mm. So just asking yourself, do I want this for me? Or do I feel like I should do it? Or is it to make someone else proud? Is it because I want to prove that I'm worthy of it? Mm. Or that I'm good enough or smart enough or pretty enough or still, still young enough? asking those sorts of questions about the nature of yourself and understand that we live just by sheer um, rules of nature. Anytime that you are part of a group, a community, a state, a country, or a society, there is a desired standard Mm. that starts to be created this image of, you know, uh, the American dream, right? The American dream married male and female 2.5 children, dog, dog, (laughs) white picket fence, two car garage. Like when I said American dream, something popped in your head. And for all of us, we, we pretty much know what the American dream is, Mm -hmm. but you have to ask yourself, is that what I actually want? 
And I think a lot of us get caught up in what other people are doing and the comparison because everyone is unique and what you want is not necessarily better or less than what someone else wants. And I think we need, and when we need to align with our being, it's what I think what you're saying is what works for you without any of that noise coming in. Cause this happened to me last year. I got so caught up in wanting to hit a certain level of business. And I was looking at someone in the industry thinking that's what I want. That's, I want this. I want this. And I veered so off track in my own business because I was running after this thing over here. And I, I woke up one day and I thought, what am I doing? This is not what I want. (laughs) I don't like, and I just felt it was just like, I felt exhausted I felt just off and I thought, this is someone else's dream life. This is not mine. Why am I running in this direction? Yeah. Um, Since we're talking about things on an energetic level, one of the best signs to know when you are off track is, are you getting energy? Mm. So when you are in alignment, for most people, you are actually going to get energy from what it is that you're contributing. That can be a huge sign. So if you um, are doing things and you are just like exhausted all the time, then you want to really examine whether it's in alignment for you as a person. At the beginning, I was talking about how I assist conscious visionaries to create limitless abundance. Abundance is unique to each person. One person may be abundant in network. Another may be abundant in in opportunities. One may be abundant in um, children, etc. There's abundance all around us. But the abundance that's for you is unique to you. So getting caught up in, you know, keeping up with the Joneses or, or comparisonitis robs you from actually experiencing the abundance that is going to be fulfilling for you. And is it an abundance really isn't having it all right. I think that's a misconception. I'm so abundant. I have everything I could possibly need, but that's, that's not what you're saying. No, not at all. Um, And abundance is, Um, really seeing that whatever it is that you need, you can have access to at any given time. But it isn't always about having everything that you want. Because sometimes our wants are just uh, a way to keep us distracted from actually being present. Okay. Yeah. So we want to, um, you know, the, the kind of deconditioning process and I keep doing this hand motion because it's a really, it's a stripping down, um, stripping away. I feel it when you do that. (laughs) (laughs) There's a, there's a reason that I'm doing it because that's really what it is. It's about stripping away all of the energetic crud Mm -hmm. that is not you and allowing you to really be fully present in your life now and experience it now 
And then your business becomes a natural expression. It just becomes a contribution that you are giving to the world. It's not about when I hit that goal, then I'll be happy. It's about I'll be happy while I'm on my way to hit this goal. But that's what I found um, earlier in the year. I had to like strip this down. Like, why am I doing all of this? What is the meaning behind all of this? Like, why am I? And I did, I felt like I had to strip it all away. And then in the quarantine again, I feel like I stripped even more away. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is a constant, it's a constant journey. (laughs) It is. It really is. It's not like, oh, we're going to do a worksheet and then it's going to be done. It is like, yeah, we're going to do this worksheet and we're going to examine and kind of play with it. And then (laughs) then we're going to examine what's going on in real time. But do you find that that comes with stages in life? Do you feel like, can we energetically be on purpose in different phases? You can always be on purpose and it's going to mold and it's going to shift because we understand that the higher self is, there's no label, there's no box. It is ever expansive and it is constantly growing and wanting to experience more. So that's why I like the reframing of what purpose is, mm. because if, if my purpose in this life is, um, let's say to bring dynamism and flexibility, my purpose in life is to be an example of what dynamic looks like. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to look very different. If I'm embodying that as a teenager, that's going to look different than it is when I'm in college than it is when I'm a mom It then, you know, when I'm 45, then when I'm 85. And so the theme is the same. The quality, the characteristic of who I am in this life stays the same. And all of us can get down to those core beings. It's like a a compass in a way, right? Yes. Because that's the way that you are um, present throughout your life with that purpose. So no matter what stage or it's, so it's how you act, it's how you're being throughout life. Because, and again, it comes back to what you said about the goal purpose, not being a goal, because I think a lot of people get mixed up with that, that Mm -hmm. I don't have a purpose anymore because I've already reached this and that's not it at all. No. I mean, can you imagine the word purpose means meaning? right? The meaning of your existence. All of us have purpose. There's a meaning for our life. We have value because we exist, because there is something that we are, that's unique, that we are embodying that's needed on this planet. Even the homeless man on the street has purpose, has value to all of us. And so it's our quote unquote job or our, um, our quote unquote work to fully be that, to really embrace that aspect of ourselves and bring that out into the world, either through our business, through our families, through our friendships and our, um, relationships and our family and out in our community, everywhere we go, we want to be that. We want to embody our purpose. And then how will life look differently for us when we embody our purpose? What can we expect? Ooh, 
Well, um, I get excited about this because once I help people really step into this, number one, it requires surrender. Like, okay, that I'm so bad with that. <laughs> I am a control freak. Surrender. When I see that word or hear that word, I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> yes. There's the sign that you need for surrender, I, I right? Um, and this is common because when I'm dealing with conscious visionaries, high achievers, surrender is like the word that they struggle with the most. So I'm okay. not the only one. No, you are not. It's like every single person I work with is like, surrender. <gasps> yeah, I know. And like, how do you do that? How? How? For me, I've tried meditation and I'm actually, during this quarantine, I'm actually making some headway, I think, of just being still and but is that surrender? Like, I don't even know what, what to, how, what, what do I do? Okay. <laughs> okay. So surrender looks different in different scenarios. So it could look like, um, the kids running around screaming and you sitting still with it and not trying to control it or clean up after them or fix it or, or <laughs> clean up after it. Right. Like, okay. My kitchen looks, my kitchen doesn't actually look like a mess, but let's just say it did. My kitchen looks like a mess and I'm exhausted and you surrender to allow it to look like a mess and you rest because your energy is telling you, your, your soul is saying, rest, sweetie. We're tired. Sit still. Be, just be. I will... I love my clients. And then sometimes I got to take a tone with them. Sit your butt <laughs> down on the couch. Okay, I can't, like, <laughs> I can, do you know that if I have a party in the house, like well, before quarantine, when we had a dinner party or have friends over, I am up. Christmas is a good example. I am up till 4 uh, a.m. so that my kitchen is pristine. However, I am living with teens now. I clean before I go to bed and I wake up to a mess and I leave it for them to clean up. So have I surrendered? <laughs> you, I mean, that's a good first step. Okay. There's that is more? A good first step. <laughs> there's more. Because okay. I mean, if you're struggling with it, there's probably other areas where it's showing up. But your ability to surrender also goes hand in hand with your ability to receive. So practicing either one of those um, can also really assist you in doing it in bigger ways as well. So that can look like so just receive. receiving compliments. Oh yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. I so say, yeah, <laughs> but you look better today or something, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So that's a common one again. Okay. Um, but getting in the practice, right? I've got because- a tribe over there, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> you do. There's very there's commonalities um, amongst this tribe of, of people. And it's only when, because the truth is you're always manifesting, always. Even the negative? Even, even if you are focusing on lack, then yeah, you are manifesting lack. We're always manifesting. So if you were focused in fear, you would perpetuate the fear, but then also attract situations that you can't control, which in that case would then make you even more fearful. Yes. Oh yeah. So how do we get out of that head? (laughs) Bringing awareness to it first. 
So getting conscious that your level of consciousness, this is why I focus so much on, on that piece, because it is step one, the higher your level of consciousness, the more power you're going to have in being able to manifest a reality that you want to experience. Now, even with that said, there are still going to be challenges. Okay. I'm not okay, selling anyone on, on perfection. Like every, you're going to just have everything amazing all the time. No, you're here so to be a human. <laughs> am, I in, am I in kindergarten on the level of consciousness then? I don't know. Did you take my consciousness <laughs> quiz? I did. And I forget what it was last week and I forgot what I was. Well, here's but I wasn't thing. at the bottom. I wasn't at the bottom. Okay. Well, even if you were at the bottom, what mm -hmm. I'm getting ready to actually add another video there, because there's another stage that even just by taking the quiz. So there's like a zombie mode. <laughs> oh, okay. Where you're not moving at all. Okay. Yeah. Like the zombie mode is I'm not even aware that I can be conscious. Like oh. I'm not even aware that I am aware. Okay. I'm definitely and not on that level. You're not on that level. <laughs> so you're at least past that. If you took the quiz, you at least passed the zombie mode, the zombie okay. phase. <laughs> but there's so much. Okay. There's so much. I think I might want to like after this, talk to you for 10 more hours. <laughs> okay. And this is, I love this. I love the way that you're like, you've just busted all of my beliefs, any other lingering beliefs I had of shamanism, because you like, you're cool. You're gorgeous. I saw your nails one day. Those nails were, they were pink. I took that off yeah, today. They were phenomenal. No, so, I'm very fabulous. Yes, I love you my are fabulosity. Very, fabulous is one of my favorite words. So there, see, we're meant to be friends. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I am looking at the time and I know that we both have, um, I know you have a busy schedule, <laughs> so I will um, let you go on that note. And thank you so much. I just want you to let people know where they can find you to learn more about your fabulousness and <laughs> ways that you can help them out of these well, with surrender, I'm signing up because I need some help there. <laughs> well, um, the first thing that I encourage everyone to do is to take my consciousness quiz. Okay. Um, and that's at bit.ly backslash royal shaman quiz. And that I, of course, can give you um, a link to that. But that it's will on help your website them. too, though. Yes, it's mm -hmm. also on my website. And my website's theroyalshaman.com. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. YouTube and Facebook at the Royal Shaman. Yay. Well, thank you again so, so much for this. It was so enlightening. And I realize now I have way more work to do. <laughs> I thought I was doing level. so well. <laughs> you were doing well. You were doing well. But, you know, what I bring is um, a lot of years of mastery. And we can go deep. There's a lot to it. Um, but it's very exciting because it's like the final frontier. Ooh, that's like Star Trek. Yeah. I'm also kind of nerdy. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> I'm nerdy too. See, again, too much in common. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, beauty, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for taking the time and listening to today's episode. If you loved what you just listened to or know someone who would, share on your Instagram by simply taking a screenshot and adding to your Instagram stories. Be sure to tag me so I can send some love back your way. 
For all the resources and links mentioned in this episode, please check out the podcast page on my website, www.kathyspence.com. And lastly, if you found this information valuable, please subscribe to Align & Hustle so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes. See you soon.